All right, we'll just start. Let me pray for us. Father, thanks for uh, Sunday school and for your word that we can learn from it and um, help us to dig deep um, and just continue to um, just be in awe of who you are, who Jesus is. Um, just uh, help that to uh, give us a more worshipful heart and uh, may it continue to move us. So be with us as we uh, um, learn about uh, Christ as a prophet. Um, we love you and we pray in your son's name. Amen. Okay, so today we're gonna just going to keep it as simple as possible. Um, if you look on the back side um, uh, where, where there's talk about Moses and Elijah and Christ being the ultimate prophet, we're just going to touch on that briefly and then to save uh, more, more stuff to talk about next week um yeah we're not going to go too in depth on that we're just going to touch on that uh, so today mainly we're going to talk about a mediator um what is a mediator and what is a prophet okay so let's see um so when we talk about um um christ being the mediator uh this is more of a intro in general to the whole a series of the threefold offices, right? So, so our series is the threefold offices. Offices of Christ. And what are the three offices that Christ comes to fulfill? What are we talking about today? <laughs> Anybody, anybody. Prophet, yes. Um, what else? Priest. Yeah. And... Okay, so these are the three offices. And I think it was uh, John Calvin that came up first with these threefold offices and I've heard uh, elsewhere that there's other offices like um, uh, the, like uh, one was like sage and one was servant and but you can break them all down into uh, these three main things here um, so these are the three offices and let's read the uh, let's read this top box um, the Westminster, Con Westminster Confession of Faith from chapter 8. Uh, Tony, can you read this for us? Yep. <clears throat> it pleased God in his internal purpose to choose and ordain the Lord Jesus, his only begotten Son, to be the mediator between God and man, the prophet, priest, and king, the head and savior of his church, the heir of all things, and judge of the world, unto whom he did from all eternity give a people to be a seed, and to be by him in time redeemed, called, justified, sanctified, and glorified. Cool, thanks. Um, okay, well, even before, even before this, okay, let's, let's talk about why we're, why we're talking about, um, uh, why we're learning about Christ in these three roles and kind of what he does, right? Um, so the reason we're studying Christ is so that we can understand him more, right? And so, so when I think of, when I was thinking of this, uh, how, how can we say, oh, why are we learning about this, right? Uh, it's important to know what he does, what he's done for us, right? But um, um, so I was thinking, like, okay, 
the reason we're studying more in depth of what Christ has done, uh, how he fulfills these roles, is that we're kind of learning more about him so we can like love him more, right? And so um, the example I think of is when, uh, for example, like I married to Lauren, right? Um, and I just want to know every intricate detail of her life, and that helps me to love her more, appreciate her more. Um, and so, yeah, you just like naturally want to learn more about the, the person that you worship, the person that you love. And so this understanding these things, understanding these like little details of who Christ is, like really helps us to um, love him more. Right? So, so I, I want to learn every little annoying thing about Lauren. Um, there's nothing annoying about Christ, but when it comes to Lauren, then, you know, then, you know, just even those little things, like, it helps me to, like, okay, yeah, I love, I love her. Like, so, so that's the reason we're going through this series. Um, we're going to learn more about these things and um, just grow in our knowledge of Christ, right? Um, so Tony read uh, the Westminster Confession of Faith. Um, so we're just going to focus here on, on this bold, right? So, um, it please God in his eternal purpose to choose and ordain the Lord Jesus, his only begotten son, uh, to be the mediator between God and man, the prophet, priest, and king. Okay, so these three roles are mediatorial roles, right? Mediatorial. <clears throat> okay, so what we're going to talk about, why, what, what is a mediator? Okay, so let's go with the first question. Uh, what is a mediator, just in the general sense? What do you guys... What do you guys think? What is a mediator? You guys know. You guys know. You just know. Okay, why do you need a mediator? Let's ask that. Or settle differences between two people? Okay. Two groups of people? Uh, settle differences. Between two parties, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. Anything else? A go between. Go between. So we think of a mediator, then we understand that there are two parties, right? And that there's some sort of um, uh, estrangement, right? So we'll say estrangement. Um, Tab, why do we need a mediator? Uh, you mean that Jesus says? Oh, mediator? just in general. Oh, and then we'll talk about Jesus. A mediator, because uh, yeah. we need. Um, we need some kind of third person to intercede on our behalf to keep the situation. So maybe calm. like a neutral person. Yeah. 
and neutral or impartial. Third party. Someone to talk to the other side. Yeah, someone to talk to the other side. On our behalf. So yeah, we see that there's just something really, uh, I guess, messed up between these two parties where they they can't come to an agreement, right? And so, anytime we have a mediator, then you know it's serious, right? That there's, there's something wrong, right? So, okay, so we have two parties, and then they're fighting against each other, and so you have this thing here, <laughs> the co-between. <laughs> And so basically, this mediator is trying to bring reconciliation, right? Okay. Okay, let's do that. Bring reconciliation. All right, cool. Um, any other thoughts on that? Okay, cool. So you guys get the picture, okay? I mean, here is important. Okay, so now let's ask the question: Like, why do we need a mediator before God? Maybe it's too simple. So you guys might not want to answer, but you're free. Okay, so why do we need? For these same reasons, right? For these very same reasons. But think in a, a cosmic, uh, or a, just a, a larger sense, a bigger sense. So here's God. People. Okay, so we know this to be true, right? And maybe it's too simple, so <laughs> we'll, we'll just say that. Okay, we understand. Um, uh, we understand that um, because of fall, because of the sin, because of the fall, because of sin, uh, everything is broken, right? And so, whereas before Adam um, was in the presence of God, in the, and then without a mediator, right, in an unmediated uh, situation, um, you know, it's beautiful, it's perfect, and then everything broke, right? So I, I, I guess I guess every every time I do a study school lesson or or um, just think of Bible in general, I always have this picture in mind, like because everything relates to this this um, this picture, right? Um, of how how man is fallen. Um, so we need a mediator because we are sinful. We talked about this like when. Uh, talked about this when we did the uh, Attributes of God series, how God is holy, perfect, you know, um, and because He's so holy, because He's so perfect, and all these different attributes, uh, He cannot come close to us. And we did this in the Tabernacle series, through the Temple Tabernacle, and New Jerusalem, and we are sinful, dirty. Yeah, so this is so important to understand, because this really, like, we could derive like, so many uh, Bible stories and lessons can 
uh, come out of this. Uh, for this, very, this is what we believe. This is the reason we are Christians. It's because of the good news, right? So always keep this in mind. Um, everything ties into this, right? So we need a mediator because because of this estrangement, um, because we we are rebels, because God is so perfect and holy, um, and God longs to be close to His people, but um, but we he we he can't he can't come close to us. We can't come close to Him without a mediator because uh, we are so dirty, right? So this is important. Uh, any thoughts, questions? Okay, so the next question is, why does Jesus come as our mediator? Because we know, like, in the Old Testament, we had uh, human mediator, uh, um, humans that were mediators, right? The prophet, priest, and kings as mediators. Um, but why, why, did, why does Jesus come to fulfill these three roles? Any thoughts on that? only he can fully bridge the gap between us and God mm -hmm. through his death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe um, he does, he's able to... You also need a mediator to identify with each side. Uh, let's let's read these two uh, passages. Uh, actually, can you read John three sixteen first? For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Yeah, so this one we, we we're all familiar with, right? Uh, Christ comes so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life, right? So He'll. Uh, so Jesus will bring us back to God, right? Um, Christ will bring us back to God. Um, we'll have eternal life. We'll be able to um, uh, make reconciliation. Um, Romans 5, 11, Dan, can read that for More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Yeah. Thanks. So same same thought. So more than, um, I, I like how it says here that um, more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, right? So we can rejoice. It's not only that we can be like, oh, oh God, we, we're no longer under God's wrath, you know, like, you know, but we can rejoice knowing that uh, God did this for us, right? So this God of wrath, we're able to rejoice in him because 
um, because we have received reconciliation through Christ. So that's a really beautiful picture. Um, so we see that Jesus, uh, it's important that Jesus is our mediator because he is able to sympathize with both sides. He, um, he is able to not only fulfill these three roles, but he affects the reconciliation. Um, and he fulfills these things perfectly. Uh, whereas uh, the, the human, uh, the, the, when man fulfilled these roles, then they were just <coughs> temporary, but Christ does it ultimately and permanently. So, very important. <laughs> Any other thoughts or questions on the crisis? as mediator yeah, and that kind of uh, goes to the next point too we just kind of touched on it Christ is the only true mediator First uh, Timothy 2 5 Jeff can you read that for us for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men the man Christ Jesus yeah so Paul is saying that there is only one mediator between God and men um, and even though in the Old Testament we see that there were many mediators right in these three roles that Christ is the one mediator in the ultimate sense, right? He fulfills these things perfectly, and we just talked about that. Any questions? Or is that pretty clear? So a mediator is someone who, like, when, when we think of mediator, we think of just someone who's, you know, the in-between, like, like what we define. But then, mm -hmm. you know, Christ not only sympathized with both sides, he took the wrath of both sides, and, well, he had to die, right? Yeah, yeah. So how does that you know, play into this whole mediator role? Or is that an additional necessity for this particular mediatory role? Mm. Ask that again, sorry. Uh, well, why... why Because usually mediators, they don't you know, take the wrath of, of each side. Of, oh, right. In a way. Right, so right, right. Wh why, why was it necessary for, for Christ to, to die... In the mediatory role, or is that, or is that one of the other three roles? Yeah, uh, we'll see that in um, priest. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Um, uh, why he died, why he had to sacrifice himself. Um, yeah, oh, oh, we'll look at. Let's look at this uh, little chart here. Um, well, I mean, to answer the question, um, the mediator typically doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, so, the metaphor of Jesus being a mediator is a complex one. Because Christ is both the priest and also the sacrifice. Indeed. Yeah. But right now we're just focusing on his mediatory role, the fact that he goes in between. Yeah. And the fact that he sympathized with both sides, of course, means that Jesus can identify with God because he is God. And he can identify with us because he's us. He's human. Um, and therefore, he alone only can mediate. All these other human mediators preceding him were only types or only kind of... Uh, incomplete partial representations because no one could truly represent God. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah I remember we talked about that a little bit uh, small groups two weeks ago. How, yeah. how he had to be fully God, how he had to be fully human. Um, cool. um, okay, let's look at uh, this chart here. Um, an individual filled the role of either a prophet, priest, or king, but Christ fills all three um, in his lifetime. He's all three of these things, right? Um, 
And if you look at this chart, um, we're going to focus today on profit. Um, and so um, the profit, uh, the temporary profit, or the profit as just a, not Christ, as just a, a, a man, as just a human, uh, spoke through, so God spoke through a chosen representative to the people. Right, so let's drop this out. God, the people, prophet. Okay, so God, um, the prophet was a, a representative, um, a messenger of God, right? So prophets were um, were chosen or called by God, whereas priests they were they were just um, uh, they inherited. Uh, this uh, this uh, priesthood because they were in the line of uh, Levi, right? So God chose His prophets. And he speaks through them to His people, right? Uh, and we can do this. We'll look at this uh, after the prophet series. So I'll just briefly do this. And then the priest, um, if you look at this box, they offered sacrifices, prayers, praises on behalf of the people to God, right? And we see the high priest in the tabernacle, the temple. Um, uh, and we looked at that, um, at that, one, that once in the whole series. But God speaks to, through the prophet to the people. So the prophet speaks on behalf of God, right? It's direct revelation that comes to these prophets. So uh, whatever the prophet speaks, um, when they prophesize often, it, it is the... Uh, um, direct words of God to the people. Does that make sense? Or maybe another way to think of it is the people never hear from God directly. Yes. They always hear through a mediator. They always hear through the prophet. Yes. Their access to God is through the prophet. And likewise, God never meets his people nakedly unmediated. He yeah. always meets his people receives the sacrifices through a priest. Yeah. There always has to be a mediator. God and the people cannot have this conference. Yeah. Because then would be the end of the people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I really, really enjoyed the, the series of the Temple Tabernacle. How the high priest had to go into this holy of holies, right? O only him alone, and and once a year. Uh, so God longs to be with his people, but it's not too close, right? People would just explode or disintegrate, right, <laughs> because of their dirtiness. Um, so yeah, always God never spoke. It was never like this to the people. Is always through a mediator. No. I think this is kind of important because people say God spoke to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's uh, uh. Okay. This is an important point too. Like, okay, so some people believe that there are um, uh, prophets today, right? Uh, what's the difference between a prophet and say just a teacher or maybe not even a teacher but just like someone who studies the Bible right <coughs> teacher we'll say teacher of Bible why are there no prophets today
is really interesting. What do you guys think? Um, so prophets, right, we just said that they received direct revelation from God. And so some people sometimes will claim like, oh, I heard, you know, it's, God spoke to me and, and then whatever, right? Um, and so, um, let's see, what am I trying to say? Um, Okay, so prophets receive direct revelation from God. Teacher of the Bible just uh, um, understands or studies the Bible and um, expounds the Bible, right? So maybe what you're saying is that the teacher lies in between the prophet and the people. Right? <laughs> Because what you have is the prophets <coughs> speaking, mm -hmm. and sometimes the people, or often the people, need um, more analysis or more explanation, more instruction. Right, right, right. And so the teacher lies in between the prophet and the people. However, the people can still read just or just listen to the prophet. Right. But of course, it helps to listen to the teacher. The teacher's not a mediator, the teacher's just explaining what the right. prophet says. But we never still have access directly to God. Yeah. yeah. So that the Bible. Essentially, the Bible is written prophecy. Um, so the Bible is still mediating our knowledge or information or communication with God. We don't hear from God directly. We hear from his prophet, yes. which would be now scripture. Thank you. <laughs> yes, so, so today we are all just uh, teachers of the Bible. Um, we hear... We hear the word of God through the Bible, right? Not through some. So, if anyone claims like he's like uh, from God and he hears directly from God, because the Bible is so finished. Yeah. So therefore, no more need for prophets. Yes. Yeah. Everything, everything is, we need to know is already revealed to us in Scripture. So that's that's an important little side note. Uh, what were we talking about? Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. So we're talking about what is a prophet. Yeah. <coughs> Right, so, you know how yes. we say like, the Bible is finished and stuff like that? Yeah. And so there's no need for future prophets? Like, on the second coming of Christ, like, wouldn't he send, like, a warning or something before, like, the rapture or something, right? So, like, wouldn't he communicate with his, like, believers or something? Or is it, like, we're just going to be gone? Mm -hmm. And then... There's a big debate about that. Right. And I kind of, like... My, my, my way of thinking is that um, Jesus said, um, I'll come back like a thief in the night with mm -hmm. no warning. So the warning we have, we already know from Scripture. You know, Bible, uh, God talks about persecution, wars, difficulties, which sounds a lot like right now. So I think Jesus can come back any time. That's so like open-ended because everyone's like, it's going to happen in our lifetime. I feel it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. so, so there is definitely camps in Christianity or schools in Christianity that definitely say um, there are prophets today. Um, so this is kind of a... Um, a charitable disagreement among Christians. Yeah. Okay. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I feel like to say that God doesn't speak to us directly, right? But like, we're sick. Like, don't we have direct access to God through like prayer 
instead of like having a good like it's like Catholicism is based upon the fact that you know like we're not worthy of talking to God right so that's why you like talk to the priest and then they talk to God on your behalf if I'm not mistaken and so like but with Christianity it's like I can just pray and like you know like, confess my sins or you know whatever issues I have or if I just want to talk to God I just pray like, yeah without a priest um this is I think uh we don't want to step on Wade's lesson or even the end of Harry's lesson too much. But we still need a mediator, and we will need a mediator for all eternity. The mediator, though, the difference is, the mediator is Christ. Christ is God. So in a sense, we do have direct access to God, because it's Christ. But we do not have access to, maybe another way to say it is, the inner reality of God. It'll always be mediated through Christ. And so we can only pray to God in His name, in Jesus' name, only because Jesus opened the way for us. So it is always still through Jesus. So that we only can hear from God through Jesus, and we can only speak to God because of Jesus. Jesus is still standing as our mediator. Mm. I mean, are you actually like... Uh like, will there ever be a point where God? we can bypass Jesus and go directly to the Father? Well, I just think of, like, the Trinity, so it's like we're still talking to, like, I see what you're saying, though. I just think we're still talking to God, but I see, like, it's through Jesus. Yeah, I mean, in, in Roman Catholicism, they add an extra layer of mediatoriness. So it's, so that here's God, here's the Father, here's Christ, here's a human Roman Catholic priest, and then here's you. So there's a lot of layers that you got to travel through to get to the Father. Um, and so the Reformation... You know, we who are Protestants say the human priest is not a mediator between us and, and Christ. So me as your pastor, I'm not saying, let me talk to Jesus for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can talk to you. Or question. even in Roman Catholicism, they have an extra mediator between the priest and Jesus, which is Mary. So you, so you go to Mary, Jesus is so scary. Mary, can you talk to your son? Um, and, G and Mary is like, you know, she's tender and loving. Unlike Jesus, he's mean and cruel. And so... Uh, 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 the gospel is that we can speak directly to Christ in the spirit. But when Christ, okay, so when Jesus answers prayers, then so it's still it's not God answering our prayers. Like it's going through the layer process, then, right? Or it's like, yeah, well, it is the Father answering a prayer, so we can address the Father. Of course, Jesus teaches us to talk to the Father, but it's only because of and through Jesus Christ. I, I guess I guess what you're saying is, can you talk to the Father? Of course, you can talk to the Father. Yeah. But only because of Christ. Yeah, yeah, I was just curious. Okay, cool. Let's talk about um, prophet, what a prophet is. And we already talked, we already been talking about this time, right? He's a divine representative um, called by God, and these prophets see things that are not perceived by others, right? Um, so they have this special revelation, right? And, uh, and a lot of times these prophets, uh, we see in the Old Testament, they spoke really unpopular messages, right? Because they're, it, it's usually... Um, um, I think uh, when we see in the Old Testament, a lot of times we see the prophet as kind of like a, what we call like a, a covenant prosecutor, right? Um, so he just he what does he do? He uh, says, "What's the charge?" He he tells the uh, um, the people what's wrong with them, right? So so the charge is whatever, right? And then indictment, right? And then he says, okay, you guys are guilty, right? So there's going to be judgment. Judgment will be coming. But there's always hope of restoration, right? Restoration. 
So this is what we, in general, we see prophets as. Um, these people like uh, bringing, uh, bringing judgment um, and saying, if you guys don't turn away from these other gods, then bad things will happen to you, right? Uh, God will judge you. But he says, that he calls people to turn from other gods. Um, so there, there's this restoration. So we see in general that, uh, well, when, and, uh, um, that this is, this is what a prophet is, right? But uh, they're a little bit more than this, uh, but this is the, kind of their main thing, right? Um, so let's read Exodus 7, 1 to 2, and then there's kind of like a human analogy of how this works, right? Uh, Justin, can you read uh, that for us? All right. And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of his land. Yeah. So, yeah, same kind of deal, right? So we see that Moses was made like God to Pharaoh, right? So here's Pharaoh. I spelled it right. And then there's what? There's Aaron, right? So Moses is kind of like the God. Um, Aaron was his mouthpiece. And he spoke to Pharaoh for Moses, right? So he uses this human analogy to help us to understand what, how this thing works, right? Um, any questions? Alright, cool. Um, so the second point uh, of what a prophet is, uh, a true prophet's message was not his own. He spoke uh, directly from God. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. Men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So always, a prophet's message is always from the Word of God. And how we can tell if it a prophet is fake is as false as, as if um, he directs you away from God, um, if he kind of manipulates certain aspects in order to kind of do his own thing. Um, so a true prophet's message was always uh, from God, right? Men spoke from God, um, carried along by the Holy Spirit. It was never their own message. Uh, they never just conjured up something like, oh, what am I going to say to the people today? And then they spoke to the people, right? It's always directly from God, and then they spoke to, they spoke to the people. Um, so what was the content of the prophetic messages? We kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, there was guidance. There was uh, rebuke. Um, promises of blessing. Uh, they predicted certain things. Um and they helped interpret events in history. Um, what else did they do? Uh, they, uh, they spoke on the uh, nature and attributes of God. Um, they, uh, yeah, their message was uh, uh, typically um, about you know the bond between uh, God and God's people, Israel, and then how. Israel were turning from God and how yeah, judgment and restoration, right? 
And so uh, we see also that uh, priests and kings were mediators. Uh, but what makes the prophet uh, distinct from these guys is that they um, sometimes they were able to work alongside priests and kings. Um, but it looks like the prophets were more, uh, they were able to, um, I guess, keep the priests and kings in check. Uh, so he would, the, the prophet kind of overlooked certain things, I guess. Um, they would give guidance and counsel to kings. So kings would oftentimes look to prophets. Uh, the prophets would uh, make sure the priests are doing things in order. So then who held the prophet accountable then? God. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Remember, the, uh, God spoke directly to the prophets. And so these were, these were uh, representatives of God. So these guys were pretty much the, uh, the big guys. Does that make sense? Right. But I feel like even like prophets like, would have sinned or have sinned. Right? Yeah. Like they fell short like the glory of God, which right, is why right. they Jesus. So in that sense, like, uh, yeah, I, I kind of know what you're saying. Like these guys were still fallible, right? Yeah. Uh, like we see even uh, Moses sin, even though he was this great prophet, um, and so he wasn't able to enter the promised land. But I I don't know how exactly that works out. But I feel like I I think that um, prophets. You know, because they were these uh, representatives of God, that God was able to give them—I don't know—this um, knowledge and, and this uh, um, uh, this direct message from Him, so that they knew, like, okay, that I know that the priest is messed up, or I know that the king is messed up. Does that make sense? I don't know. No, no, that makes sense. I just, yeah. yeah, in terms of how exactly that works out, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, because the priest um, represents the people, so the priest had no direct access yeah. or they did have direct access but only as representing the people but they never heard from God in the way that the prophets do um, and we'll talk a little bit about, more, about that more with the king as well but the king never had direct access from God either it was always through the prophet and the prophet of course was fallible I think a great example would be Jonah yeah. God says I want you are my prophet you are my mouthpiece I want you to say this and Jonah's like no he yeah. runs away from him uh, but in the end you can't say no to God. So Jonah does end up delivering the message that God commands him to. And so I imagine maybe Jonah wasn't the only one. There were others. But in the end, the prophet would say what God wants him to say. And so often you see in the Old Testament, particularly during the latter kingdom period, the prophets are like these angry people who are going to the priest and the king and saying, you're, you're, uh, you're failing in your duties. Um, <laughs> okay, all right, and then uh, false prophets were a problem, right? There are a bunch of prophets that, uh, you know, that were, you know, they were. Um, there were a lot of false prophets uh, throughout the time, right? Um, and then uh, Deuteronomy thirteen three is kind of a good example of why there were false prophets. Uh, Evie, you want to read that for us? You should not. <clears throat> you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Yeah, so God, I guess, placed these false prophets um, uh, just throughout the people just so that they would be able to discern what's right and what's wrong. Um, and so God would test them, right? So, okay, 
if you follow these guys, then obviously you don't love me with all your heart and your soul. And so, um, I thought that I thought that was pretty scary. That they're more of like a, a test, but okay, cool. Uh, and then we'll just touch re really quickly on these la this last point, and then we'll we'll end. So, um, and so I wish I put the uh, the verse for Moses and Elijah, but. Um, what was the purpose and role of the prophet? So we talked. About, we are, we already kind of we already talked about that, right? Uh, how they were primarily just covenant prosecutors. Uh, but we, if we look at Moses and Elijah, then we see that um, Moses was the first one to kind of lay down the foundation, right? Moses is the lawgiver. Um, so law. So here's Moses, right? So anytime we see in the New Testament. Um, where it says law and prophets. Moses was the representation of the law. Elijah was the representation of the prophets. And so, where does Christ fit in, right? So we see at the Mount of uh, Transfiguration that Christ is just hanging out with Moses and Elijah. Right? He's, he's just chatting with them. Um, and so why why is it that Moses and Elijah were were in that, um, were, were there with him, right? And so it's because Christ fulfills... Uh, all the law and the prophets. And the law and the prophets are representative of uh, kind of the Old Testament, right? Um, the law was the Pentateuch. The prophets was the prophets. Um, and he represents represents these things perfectly. And he fulfills everything in the Old Testament. Um, and so he becomes ultimate. We're going to talk about more about this next week um, and why this is important. Uh, but this is just kind of give you a, a hint of uh, what's going to happen. And so last one, Jesus Christ is the ultimate prophet. Christ not only speaks God's words to people, but he is the word, right? Uh, John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So prophets spoke the words of God, but Jesus Jesus does this, but he is the word, right? Um John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he is the truth, right? He is the source of all the things that they're talking about, right? So we're going to talk more about that next week. Um, do you have any questions? Questions, comments? No? Okay. Wait, really quick. Yes. So when we say like there's no more, uh, like there's no prophets today, like no, yeah. no possibility yeah. of future prophets because the Bible's finished. Mm -hmm. Like, um, mm. so like, okay. So I feel like my understanding of a prophet is that like you know it's someone who is like they care, like they they're speaking God's words to us, right? Yeah. And like they're they're contacted by God through like some sort of vision or mm. some sort of like divine inter intervention, right? Yeah. Like like Moses had like a burning bush. Like, like, Jonah had, like, the whale, right? Or, like, well, I think it was Saul, like, he was, like, blind or something for a little bit, right? Like, he had, like, the angel or something. Right. Like, so, today, I feel like in today's society, like, you know, like, I feel like we can still get visions from God, or, like, you know, a man can still receive a vision from God, or, like, some sort of sign from God, like, divine intervention, and, like, they may go, like, go forth and, like, share God's message through that, right? Yeah. So, would that not be a prophet? Mm, there's are there like circular logic? No, uh, there's there's debate between what this how that works. Uh, there are some 
um, there are other Christians that do believe that there are modern day prophets, like they really they receive direct revelation and and but you're you're still supposed to test whether it's true or not, right? And then there are other Christians that believe that all things have ceased, uh, all these miraculous type things have ceased um, at the end of um, uh, the apostles. Um, so, in order to answer your question, uh, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe Michael has more insight than that. <laughs> uh, so, um, your question is, would that not be prophets? That would be prophets. That would be a prophet. So then, that, but then that begs the question: Can that happen? Yeah. Yeah. So still. So, so it depends on your paradigm. Mm -hmm. um, the way I uh, understand prophet is that doesn't happen. Uh, if people say it happens, I, I, uh, I don't know how to respond to that. I would say maybe, um, <laughs> maybe. I would say, um, although I'm obligated that if you are wrong, I have to kill you. You're a false prophet. <laughs> But uh, maybe. What's the, what's the opposite <laughs> of a cessationist? What, what do you call it? What's the technical Continuationist. Thing? Okay, so yeah, there's a cessationist and continuationist. Cessationists believe that all these sort of things ended um, in Jesus' time. Uh, continuationists believe that these are still, there's still a, uh, things like that still play out today. And so. That would be a very fun Sunday school lesson. Yeah. <laughs> talk about <laughs> Michael, the two, the two Michael will do that one. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, let's pray. Father, thanks for um, allowing us to uh, learn more about these things. Uh, help us to, um, uh, yeah, continue next week and, and be able to um, dig more deeply. Um, we pray, Father, that we would uh, continue to just love you more for being, uh, having Christ be our mediator that we can enjoy you fully and perfectly uh, and that one day we uh, look forward to um, again being with you father so we thank you uh, be with us this sunday um, and help us to um, uh, have worshipful hearts as we go into the next hour we love you in your sense amen, amen.